up, homie. So I brought in my hoops handicapping buddy, David Troy, to help me break down the MLB opening day. We're also going to cover MLB season-long futures. I have picks for the AL, NL MVP, and the Cy Young race. And I have a future in my portfolio for a World Series champion. All those things I'm going to bounce off my betting brosive, David Troy. David, I know you're as excited to get into the MLB season as I am. Let's talk about it. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. It was a great season for me last year. Happy to do it again this year and uh, looking forward to bouncing these things off of you all, all season long. I was very intimidated when I first joined OutKick because you were on a effing tear in baseball. Yeah. It was outrageous. I was like, I was thinking, why Why did they even hire me when you got this goddamn ringer giving out <laughs> winners all over the website? Um I actually had my first losing season in five years last year in the MLB. And it's because I was too sharp for my own good, David. That was my thing is that I, I stopped doing parlays and I wouldn't give them out publicly because parlays are considered sucker bets, but it made me money. It made me money. I don't know. No, but I mean, they probably are the safest in baseball out of any sport. Man, yeah, all things considered, maybe football would be a little bit safer depending on what you're doing. But yeah, in the beginning of September, I won twelve straight games, right? So I was doing pretty good here on Outkick. But before that, I wasn't doing so good. And when I was really like losing, like a lot of units, I would. I would lose like three or four straight games publicly and then play like a three team parlay privately and it would hit. It's like, why wouldn't I just give that out? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, I don't know. It feels like sucker plays. They are sucker plays, but I might go back to the parlay format here in 2023, hoping to get back to my winning ways. Um, but I, I, I like this MLB season. I'm very interested to see how the new rule changes affect the game. I have, some thoughts on all that and it's attached to a lot of my handicaps so let's let's get into the nmlb like season award and and maybe stat leaders or whatever futures you have in your in your portfolio um let's go with the american league mvp first um i wrote this in my little write-up or my little article today but if if you wanted to bet shohei otani and mike trout that would make a lot of sense to me um prop one of them are would or would not? It would. Okay. You know, uh, Shohei Otani is pretty much the greatest baseball player ever, which is a crazy <laughs> thing to say, considering I'm wearing a Yankee hat and we have, I don't know how many of the greatest uh, baseball players uh, in the Yankees organization, but I mean, this guy has a fastball that tops out at high 90s and he's hit like, I don't know, 10 of the top 20 hardest hit balls in baseball last year. So if you wanted to bet Otani and Mike Trout, I would get that. But that's not any fun for me, and that's not uh, bets that I have in, 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 my, uh, in my portfolio. I bet Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians, third baseman, at plus 1,500. And I sprinkle on uh, Teoscar Hernandez for the Seattle Mariners, uh, DH outfielder at plus 7,000. Um, did you take any shots at American league MVP? Yeah, I did. So 
I, I mentioned this in my article and all this stuff can be found at outkick.com slash betting. But um, in my article on MVP, Cy Young, even the World Series, I think I, I mentioned that for all these futures, you, you either need to spend a little bit or a ton of money because you're tying up money for a long time, right? And if I, I, I personally said I'm not going to bet Otani because plus 190, I just don't think there's any value in that. So wait whatever it is, seven months to get paid out on something like this, unless I had a ton of money and I was sure it was going to happen. And I'm not. Uh, baseball is harder than any other sport to predict the season-long awards because they, the season is just so damn long, and there's not really any of that. Like basketball, you know it's going to be a superstar. Football, you can assume it's probably going to be a quarterback, right? So, like, those are the way, you know, so just when I talk about some of these, I just want that little, like, caveat that, these are smaller bets for me. Um, but I did bet Jose Ramirez at plus 1,500, just like you did. Um, part of the thinking is that if the Indians – I'm going to call them the Indians again. The Guardians are good this year. He's probably going to be the reason. I mean, their pitching is obviously good, but if they have any kind of success on offense, he's about the only person in that lineup that can do anything. Um, he's been dangled as a trade chip for a long time so if they go really bad maybe he does get traded away but he could still be the mvp somewhere um my other choices though were guys like wander franco i think could do some damage in tampa bay i expect the rays to have a pretty solid season and at 25 to 1 i think he's worthwhile uh the only concern i kind of have there is you know i think the most games he's played in a season so far is like 90 so to see if he can do it for a full year would be a little concerning um, so, so some guys like that, uh, just kind of have my, my interest, I guess. I, I also like Kyle Tucker at 25 to one. He's going to have, uh, have to step up a little bit now that Altuve's out for, uh, the Astros. So just guys like that. I, I don't want to take anybody that I'm not getting really what I consider good value on. Um, and I think Ramirez, Franco and Tucker all had pretty decent value. Yeah. Ramirez is fan graphs is second power-ranked everyday player. Um, since the beginning of last season, Ramirez is second in war for hitters, eighth in both RWC plus and weighted on base average. He's 10th in contact rate, sixth in um, balls over strikeout rate. So, like, his pay, plate pra, uh, patience, excuse me, and contact rate, I think, are really going to really uh, – do well for him this year with the new rule changes, right? You, you got the the shorter uh, the pitch clock, which is I think going to reduce um, velocity around the around baseball, and um, he also steals a lot of bases. There's larger bases, limited pickoff attempts, so like he just has a an ability to flash in many different ways because he's a five tool player. I also went with Teoscar Hernandez just because. He's a he's a masher in a in a in a Seattle lineup that um, has a lot of upside with Julio Rodriguez. Um, he's got a massive power point, uh, power hitter Eugenio Suarez. I probably butchered that, but um, he's got hit him and for lineup protection. Um, and as I wrote, there's there's just a world where he hits 40 home runs, has 100 RBIs, and Mariners win the AL West. So I think 70 to one's a good look for that. Um, but that's all that I have in my account for um, American League MVP. I have the a similar vibe to you is where you either don't 
go too hard on these or you do like find a couple that you that you're gonna just hammer because yeah. i prefer to spend my units in baseball day to day yeah i think it's just a smarter route with with these too especially these i mean if you can get good value great but like i said you're gonna be waiting like seven months to get it paid out so yeah um national league mvp i went chalk i went with juan soto i also bet them across various different like regular season stat award uh leaders or stat uh leaders including rbi hits and runs because i figured if he is going to win mvp he might lead the league or major league baseball and one of those three stats and those payouts are a lot better than his mvp price he is the favorite it's plus 550 but like there are some like the uh for him to to lead the league in RBIs plus 3000 and hits plus 5500 and and runs plus 800 so like my thought is if he's this heavy of an envy or if this much of a favorite to win the MVP he's probably going to show up on a few of those leaderboards so i s- split up a unit among those three stat categories and his plus 550 odds to win the MVP. I also am going to sprinkle on Nolan Arenado at plus 1,400, St. Louis Cardinal, third baseman because he's a generational third baseman, and he had his best career season last year uh, for the Cardinals, hitting behind another uh, behind the last year's MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. This guy's won 10 straight gold gloves. And is finally in like a market, a situation that like he can flourish and he kind of was rotting for the Colorado Rockies. So those are my two MVP looks for the National League. Do you have anything? Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with Arenado because he was also somebody that I put something on. Um, mostly the same reasons that you said. So I'm not going to go too far into it other than the fact that I, I just think, you know, this is his third year in St. Louis. I think the Cardinals are easily going to win their division. Um so he should get attention. 14 to 1 is, I think, a pretty decent value on him because um, he's better than one of like the top you know, 14 players in the National League, I would think. I think he's probably in the top 10. So uh, I think you're getting a little bit of value there. But um, there are a couple other smaller looks. I mean, one guy I really like, I don't like the odds as much, but was Trey Turner. Uh, if you watched World Baseball Classic at all, you saw how good this guy is. Last year, he was second in the National League in hits behind Freddie Freeman. He had 100 RBIs last year, 100 runs scored. He's now on the Phillies, which changes things up a little bit. But you're talking about a guy like uh, you mentioned Jose Ramirez stealing bases. Turner will be stealing bases too. And this, you know, the new bases will help him. Um, I, I really do think he could be a huge difference maker for the Phillies, and I think he is a very worthy MVP um, person. So he was he was probably like the one I felt most confident in. I just don't like the plus eight hundred. I'd rather have him get off to like a slightly slow start and then maybe take him once he gets like plus a thousand or something better than that. Uh, two other small like long shots that I kind of liked. Bryce Harper at thirty five to one seems. Like, it's not low enough. Like, he's already won an MVP. He's really good. I mean, there's no disputing that he's a really talented player. You, sir, are tripping. You don't like Harper? I like Harper, but he's going to be out until the All-Star break. He got Tommy John surgery. uh, I understand, but here's the reason I'm thinking is 
if the guy comes back and just absolutely mashes the ball and say the Phillies are in third place when he comes back and then the guy just goes on a tear for the rest of the time and then the Phillies take the division or you know get the first wild card spot or something and it's because of Harper it'd be hard to overlook I'm not saying that he's a guarantee but 35 to 1 I do think is all right um, yeah, my, my, my other concern about that is because Trey Turner is a beast and then Kyle Schwarber is another beast. So it's like yeah. if the Phillies are good, even if Bryce Harper parachutes in midseason, it just goes nuclear. Like those two guys are going to have good seasons and they're going to kind of hurt his odds. But I, Yeah, I, 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 could, I understand your point. I, and so. I understand your point of just like the number and Bryce Harper being one of the best baseball players in the, in the world. I, I agree with that. Yeah. The last guy I had was Dansby, Dansby Swanson, um, and this could be a little bit of a homer look. I'm a Cubs fan. Him going over to the Cubs, if if they make a run at the playoffs, it's probably going to be because Swanson has a really good season, and a lot of people struggle their first year in Chicago, but 50-1 to 1 is a pretty good value. Um, and, you know, Everybody kind of applauded the Swanson deal, but then also at the same time we're like, well, but he was only the fourth best shortstop on the market. And I'm just kind of like... If I was him, I'd be a little pissed about that. So Who are I don't the think better that ones? one's likely. Uh, Carlos Correa was one of them. Yeah, uh, I disagree Bogart, with that. Uh, okay, Xander Bogarts can play. All right, fair and enough. And then one other guy. I can't remember who the other one was. Oh, Wait, Trey, uh, Trey Turner. Turner, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe. All right, maybe third. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know, but all right. Yeah, but in any case, like again, those two are long shots that I, I don't, again, don't necessarily think they'll happen. I think there's some value on both of them. So I, I literally put like 0.2 units on these guys if I'm going to bet them. Yeah, so, I put like a quarter unit on, on these long shots with fat payouts. Yeah, yeah. A couple of things that you talked about um, that I want to address because it also has some future, so it'd just be a good spot. Even though I sprinkled on Nolan Arenado to win NL MVP – I'm taking the Milwaukee Brewers at plus 175 to win the NL Central. Um, I bet them a couple years ago and they won. I was off them last year just because the number was stupid. It was like minus 200, but they have the best rotation in in the uh, in the division. Um, I am concerned about St. Louis's pitching staff. They walk too many hitters, and they have two. They're only two good relief pitchers are power pitching guys who whose velocity could be reduced by the pitch clock because they take a lot of time in between pitches and and smarter people say that studies show um the rest time in between pitches helps velocity so i think their velocity could come down a little bit and if those two guys uh Gallegos and and Helsey aren't going well for the Cardinals their bullpen could get nuked also i'm not a not a big fan of their of their starting rotation um never been a Jack Flaherty guy Miles McCullis or however the hell you pronounce that guy's name is only good in St. Louis and the Brewers were actually leading the NL Central in August before they kind of just fell apart down the stretch. So I took them at plus 175. But I say that I, I love the Cardinals. And, I mean, you're a Cubs fan, so you probably hate the Cardinals, but you understand how awesome of an organization they are. So it's not even like an anti-Cardinals thing, even though I did shit on their pitching staff. I just I like the Brewers here. Um, 
Same division. I also like the Cubs to go over 77 and a half wins. They had 74 last year. I think they improved their roster by, by, by more than four wins. Dansby Swanson's awesome. They got Jamison Tylon, added him to the rotation. Uh, Cody Bellinger, former NL MVP, former All-Star, Eric Hosmer. So I was pissed off at the Cubs a couple years ago, as I'm sure you were, for just getting rid of their championship core. But this rebuild isn't half bad. So uh, I'll like – it's minus 110. Not crazy about that future over – needing six months before it pays out, but I like Cubs over 77 and a half wins. So I'm with you on the Cubs. I am completely against you on the Brewers over the Cardinals. I'm, I'm, yeah. I am all in on the Cardinals winning the division once again this year. Uh, I don't have any faith in the Brewers lineup whatsoever. Christian Yelich hasn't looked good in years. Uh, and outside of him, I'm not sure that you can really name a good player on the Brewers. And I'm not saying that their team is complete trash, but like you, you got to have some sort of recognition to to start to go. This isn't like you know the Orioles that are going to come out of nowhere. The Brewers are the same team that they've been for a while. The Cardinals did need a nice run in order to take the division last year, um, but I I think Wainwright in St. Louis is good. I think he's still a big game pitcher. I do like Nicholas. Again, you said it at best. He's better in St. Louis. Flaherty is actually a good pitcher but he gets injured a lot. Um, I think their lineup's going to be able to overcome it, though. Wilson Contreras, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. I, I don't think that – I mean, they get to play the Pirates and Reds. How many times are the Pirates and Reds going to beat the Cardinals this year? Like three? Yeah. And, and I understand the Brewers will, too, but those Brewers games are going to be lower scoring. And if the Brewers pitching staff makes one or two mistakes, and I expect them to regress a little bit, I just don't think that they're going to be – as good and even last year the brewers kind of gave up on their season after hater was traded because of the the word from the clubhouse was that the team felt like the front office gave up on them so we could do a whole brewers podcast we could we could but they didn't make a i mean they didn't make any moves so to me i'm all in on the cardinals they were my biggest offseason bet in terms of uh winning a division and then um i do i i do agree with you 100 percent. though i think the cubs will be I think the Cubs are going to finish second in the division this year. So, for whatever that's worth. Can I get one more statement in there about this? Of course. Josh Hader sucked last year. Devin Williams was awesome. Josh Hader was amazing when he went to the Padres. He ran its course in Milwaukee. Um, I think the rules change is going to help their hitting. They were 11th in our, our uh, WRC plus, 10th in weighted on base average, but were 22nd in Babbitt. So more of those balls in play are going to find holes. I like Willie Adamus. I like uh, Rowdy Tellez. And and I think Christian Yelich is due for a bounce back season. But your point is well taken in in the sense that St. Louis and Chicago's order is much better than Milwaukee. I am anticipating a bounce back from their bullpen. And I think Corbin Burns will have another solid year. And, and Brandon Woodruff is, is is very solid as well. But this is one of the tougher divisions, as is the AL Central. So I hear you. Yeah. That's the other one we're opposite on. But Well, okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, where are we at? Oh, American Cy League Cy Young. I went with Shane uh, McCallahan as my pick and a bet he's plus 1200 he's my favorite american league pitcher he was second al in swing and strike rate since the beginning of last season 
or 2021, excuse me, um, 18th in chase rate, ninth in war, third in XFIP. Um, he needs to win around 15 games and have a sub three ERA, both of which is doable. Um, and the Rays need to be a playoff contender, and I expect him to be. Um, I, I think Garrett Cole is probably going to win, but I wouldn't bet it at this price point. You think he's going to win Cy Young? Yeah, I, I just mean that in the sense that he's the most reliable starter, in my opinion. Like he's, you, you know, he's gonna get two hundred innings. You know, he's gonna strike out around three hundred guys. You can assume because he plays for the Yankees is gonna win fifteen games. Like last year, I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm biased. That's why I'm, I'm like kind of sheepish about talking about this stuff. Last year, if you remember, Garrett Cole got kind of dragged, and everyone was very disappointed in the season. He led the league in, in, in home runs. But it, if you look at his numbers, like they were pretty sick. And if he just cleans up the home run issue, he's going to be a, a Cy Young contender. But I'm not I'm not putting any, any of my hard-earned money on it. Yeah, and I think that's where that value thing comes in. So man, if I can touch on some of these guys really quick. Um, oh, last one. To, I bet yeah. Tristan McKenzie uh, plus 3,000 earlier this, this spring. He's down to 2,200 um, yeah. because I'm high in the Cleveland Guardians, which we'll talk about a little bit here. Sure. All right. So I'm going to try and talk about the first four favorites really quick and, and as quick as possible. And if you want Baby. full details, I'll go, I'll go into You can read the article that's on OutKick. But Jacob deGrom, don't bet him because he's so injury prone. He hasn't pitched very much uh, in the past, I don't know, two years. Uh, Garrett Cole, I didn't bet because I don't think there's much value there. Alec Manoa and Dylan Cease, the same exact reason that I, I have for both of them. They both had very good seasons last year, but I want to be, I want to see them do it one more time before I start believing that this is like how they pitch, not the, not the best season or their career, which they had last year. And I, I do like both of those pitchers, but I'm just not going to waste, you know, a bunch of time hoping that they repeat what they did last year. So that's kind of where I'm at. I like both those, those pitchers ones. a lot, too. Um, I like Carlos Rodon. He's probably one of my favorite pitchers in the league. But he's also going to be out, I think, the first like month for the Yankees. So I'm, mm-hmm. I am avoiding him. As far as where I did put some money, Shane McClanahan, I did um, bet on. And then Luis Castillo, I also like because he was really good last year for the Reds. He got traded to the Mariners. Now he's going to be there for a full year. I think he could do some damage out there. Uh, and then Framber Valdez is now the ace of the Astros. And he's at plus 1,500. Uh, last year, he set a record for most consecutive quality starts. Um, I remember I, thought, I remember reading that in your handicaps, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could actually bet if he was going to get a quality start or not. And I was just racking it up on those things because I was like, there's during baseball, there's so many teams, so many players to cover that, like, there's a lot of stuff that you can find flying under the radar. And if you can find those consistent things, that's, that's where I do my, my best at is finding some people and just kind of riding them out. But, uh, Bell does, I do think has a chance. He's, he probably won't put up the numbers that he needs, but, um, like a low ERA and that kind of stuff, but he could, could put it all together and, and have a good enough season. And then just to touch on him because everybody loves Ohani, 
I have to assume at some point he's going to win the Cy Young and MVP in the same year because the media just loves the guy and like it's gonna if he if he comes even close they're going to be like well he's, he he does them both so we got to give it to him because it's going to be cool. Do you disagree with them? I mean, his no, stuff I love the is guy. nasty. No, I I love the guy, but I mean, he kind of makes talking about baseball stupid, yeah. uh, in the sense that it's just like. If you bring him up in a conversation, it's pretty much the ender. It's like, all right, right. well, yeah. Yeah, he, he does pitching as well as the best pitchers, and he does hitting hitting as best as the best hitters. So he's like the ultimate Little League player. Yeah, I've tried so. to make arguments fading him, and it's just I can't get there. It's like, I don't know. He's the, he's the man. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'd rather bet him for Cy Young than I would MVP, though, just because – I don't know. At twelve to one, it seems like it's more realistic than for me to spend money on him. You made a point about him as the MVP at plus one ninety, and how that's not a good look uh, preseason. And I a hundred percent agree. But if he's plus one hundred and healthy after the All Star break, I might just be like, all right, fair enough, I'll take it. Yeah, (laughs) like that's as good as my as as it's gonna get at that point in the year. Yep. Um. All right, cool. So who's your official pick? So, I again, I split up like a full unit. I split it up between McClanahan, uh, Castillo, Valdez, and um, Otani, actually, I believe. I'll have to double check. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. And I'll sign Young. Um, I'm going to sprinkle on Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves at plus 950. By the odds, he is fifth. Um, he's the, the the best Brave or the highest. Um, got the best odds of any Brave starter. He led the NL in um, K per nine, um, FIP, and swinging strike rate. He's got some of the nastiest stuff in, in baseball, just an electric fastball. I believe a slider that falls off the, uh, falls off the table. And he's 96 graded in the 96th percentile and a ton of stat cast stats. So I like Strider and I also sprinkled on Julio Urias at plus 2000 because this fool is super underrated and I, I, I it, it like pisses me off. I had him at plus 2800 last year. He was, he had no chance of winning it come August and I'm pretty sure he led the league in wins. Over the last two years, his 37 wins are the most in the NL by a lot. The next closest guy is Max Fried at 28. He had 20, 20 wins in 2021. He's now the Dodgers' number one starter in August, or excuse me, after the All-Star break in his career. He's 22-2 and two with a 1.79 ERA. And again, he's going to be the Dodgers' number one starter. I don't. I don't get it. I, I really don't get. It. I, maybe he doesn't have enough strikeouts. Maybe that's it's, it's that easy of an answer. But I'm pretty much gonna sprinkle on Julio Urias anytime he's twenty to one or higher for the next however long. Like, I think he's like twenty five. I don't. I don't get it. He's twenty six years old. But uh, I'm right there with you. And actually, we're we're kind of aligned on a lot of this. Uh, Julio Urias. I I like him quite a bit. Last season. He was third in wins. He was the only 20-game winner two years ago. Um, last season, second in ERA in the National League, 35th in strikeouts, sixth in whip. Okay, 
the guy has the stuff to easily do this. There's no question about it. Um, I, I do think he kind of has flown under the radar because you had names like Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, like those guys on the staff and Walker people just Bueller. ignored. Yeah. People ignored him. I loved Walker Bueller last year and that blew up in my face, but um, I think he's the best a, Dodger pitcher year in year out. I'll give you that. He just, he's injured this year. So yeah. Um, but Urias has been consistent. The The weird thing was like when the Dodgers were maybe three or four years ago when he was a little bit younger, he was like being pulled out of the bullpen instead of starting in the playoffs. So he, he kind of has like been on the team for a while and people like just assume that he's just this average pitcher. He's actually really, really good. And at 20 to one, there's a ton of value on him. So I would definitely say to scoop up something on him. I did. Uh, I took Max Freed instead of Spencer Strider personally, and that could just be a bias. I've always liked Freed, so um, I don't know. He's he's ten to one. I thought he was a decent enough value um, there. So again, I put a small amount on him. Uh, some other guys that I thought have the possibility: uh, Zach Gallen on the Diamondbacks. He's eleven to one. Last season, he was in the top. I think 15 of almost every like pitching category. He was really good. He was a guy who I was watching um, for his starts because he was just, I think there was a stretch. He had like a scoreless inning stretch or something that was insane at one point during the season. Um, I'll try and look it up um, because that's actually part of my play for later on. Uh, And then two other guys that I don't think are going to do it, but long shots, if you're looking for them, Blake Snell at 35 to one, he's, right now going to be the ace for the Padres because Darvish is out. Um, and he he did actually have some pretty solid starts. He had some really stinky ones too, but he had some pretty solid ones. And then uh, a guy I rode a ton last year who's going to be out probably until April um, or late April, I think, is Tony Gonsolin, another Dodgers starter. Mm-hmm. It was great last year. Um, I I'm going to probably spend more money on him this year just trying to grab some of his wins and some of his uh, team total unders uh, for whoever's facing him. But at 40 to one, he's really good. So I like the freed look uh, why I went with Strider over him just because of the strikeout numbers. Um, sure. I think yeah. Strider will get more strikeouts whereas like freed pitches to contact, but I've, I've betting him so many times um, just like in games. Um, I love freed. Yeah. Um, what else did you see? Gonsolin, uh, Snell. Snell, yeah, 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 I love Snell. Snell, Snell has dealt with injuries over the last couple of years, and down the stretch last year looked great. Um, yeah. Was awesome in the playoffs, I think, a couple of years ago for the Padres. Struggled yeah, out the was... gate last year. and He's a, yeah. a former AL Cy Young winner, and he did it in the American League East. That's where my Yankee bias comes. It's like you win the Cy Young in the American League East. You were – you were a bad mamma jamma, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's kind of breeze through our, our, our futures and our, our picks to, to to win the division in the World Series before we get into some MLB opening day looks. I have three looks in the MLB opening day. Uh, the only the, – excuse me, the two season-long uh, team futures that I placed were the Cleveland Indy – Cleveland Guardians at – plus 2,200 to win the World Series. I'm taking them to win the American League Central at plus 130. I also took the Milwaukee Brewers 
to win the National League Central at plus 175. Um, those are my team futures that I've locked into place here. Um, I like the Cleveland Guardians to beat the, the New York Mets for what it's worth in the World Series. We can run over the other divisions if you want, but what are some bets that you, you locked into place for team futures? So I, I mentioned that we were opposite on this. I took the White Sox, and uh, this also goes back to, you know, I'm a Cubs fan, so if I if I like the White Sox, and I'll tell you, they, they burned me last year. I thought they were going to be really good, but they were everybody's darling last year. They hated their manager. Their manager's gone. La Russa is no longer with them. Um, they did get rid of uh, Jose Abreu over at first base, but they got um, Andrew, I, I'll never say his name right, Ben, ben, ben Intendi, Yeah, yeah. Benintendi. He's an awesome yeah. contact hitter. He's a good, good base yeah, he's runner. a good addition. Yep. If they stay healthy, I think they uh, have arguably the best team in the division, easily the best lineup, potentially in the running for best rotation. I mean, the Guardians obviously have a good rotation too. The Twins, I think, are complete trash. The Royals and Tigers aren't going to compete. So it's really, to me, the White Sox versus Guardians, and I'm getting two to two and a half to one on the White Sox. So I really, really like them. I think they will have a bounce back year. I think it's going to be a much better season for them. Um, and I, I took their over on team wins, and I also am, am playing them at plus 250. Um, I took a small sprinkle on the Phillies at 425 just because I think it's within the realm of possibilities. I, I'm not uh, – going crazy on it but i took a small sprinkle on that one i forgot to say i also took the mets plus 170 yeah and i i think that one's just as good of a bet to be honest with you. I, my my thought is the phillies right now for plus 425 is just it, it was too much of a value to me um to pass up and then i also took the padres i think the padres will be better than the dodgers this year and i think they'll win the division um the dodgers i think probably will take a little step back but Mostly that's due to some starting injuries that they have and having to plug some holes. Yeah, just their team, their roster is good, but it's not as nasty as the last few seasons, whereas the Padres, just on paper, are probably the best team in the National League. Maybe maybe the Braves, you know, maybe the Mets. I think the Mets are going to make it to the World Series, but that's more of a pick than a bet. So, But I love the Padres. I liked them last year. Um. All right. Who who do you have winning the World Series? So I, I mean, this one's so tough, man. I, it's so hard to figure this out. I do actually like the Phillies to get there. I don't know if I would say win. Um. Right now, I I would say to not even bet on the World Series for me. Like whatever I'm picking right now is just a complete guess because. We need to see what happens in the first couple months at the very least before we get into it. But I, I like the Phillies the best. Um, and then probably in the uh, the American League, I would I would say the White Sox do actually have a legitimate chance at 40-1. to So those would be my two right. to sprinkle on. Yeah, but you're not locking in anything. It's just kind of shooting the shit. You're yeah. saying what you think, kind of firing yeah. from the hip. Gotcha. Yeah. No worries. All right, let's talk about MLB uh, opening day. It's Thursday, March 30th, recording Wednesday evening. So getting it a little late. Hopefully gives you enough time to uh, make these bets or listen and make these bets. But I'll start. Um, I'm going with <laughs> Jacob deGrom. 
um, over Aaron Nola. I'm taking the Rangers to beat the Phillies, minus 135 in the money line. I think it's a 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock Eastern um, standard first pitch. Uh, the Texas Rangers are getting a little bit of steam, I believe. Um, they opened at, oh, no, that's not sure. They opened at minus 175, and they're down to minus 129, at least according to pregame.com. So there could be some reverse line movement. Maybe I'm a sucker here, but um, Jacob DeGrom is 16-4 and four straight up against the Philadelphia Phillies in his career. He's beaten Nola two out of the three times they've met. Um, he dominates this this hitting stat uh excuse me he dominates the the Phillies lineup he's got a 36.8 percent k rate versus active Phillies hitters Nola is three and ten straight up with a minus 53 percent ROI as a short dog of 140 or less um since 2020 that was kind of wordy but it's like Generally, you see Nola as a short dog and think of how good of a pitcher he is, how explosive Philly's lineup is, and he gets some action. But, um, again, he typically doesn't win here. Um, And I think the gap between DeGrom and Nola is more significant than Philadelphia's bullpen versus the Texan, uh, the Rangers' bullpen. Um, Philadelphia's bullpen could be a lot better. They got a few more arms, Craig Kimbrell and, and, and Gregory Soto. Um, both of which are, are good relievers, but um, I still think that the gap between uh, DeGrom is more significant, uh, between DeGrom and Nola is more significant. So I'm taking it. Um, feels kind of like a sucker play, but what, what's the look that you have in MLB opening day? Uh, well, I'll go with a different one here. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, – this is a plus money play. So just keep that in mind. Twins versus Royals, super exciting game, right? I'm taking the Royals at plus 130 in this game at home with Zach Ranky on the mound to start the game. Uh, personally, I think Brady Singer probably should be the opening day starter for the Royals, but that's a whole different story. Um, but he's facing Pablo Lopez. I have no faith in Lopez whatsoever. I already mentioned I think the Twins are a terrible team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I don't think uh, I don't think the Royals are going to be good or anything, but um, – one spot that Granky really has excelled was in Kansas City. If you bet him in Kansas City, you made a lot of money last year. If you faded him on the road, you made a lot of money as well. His ERA at home last year, 1.91 in 12 games. He only gave up 10 walks there and only gave up one of his 14 home runs. Now, will that translate to next season? Who knows? Um, he wasn't great against the Twins. He allowed... Uh, or he had five starts against them and lost four of the games. Um, gave up 11 run, earned runs in 24 innings. But I think that uh, he's got a good chance here. Um, the one, one of the games that he did win against the Twins was at home, and he gave up one earned run over five and a half or five and one thirds innings. So I'm going to go ahead and take Granky tomorrow and. Uh, hope for the best i guess i mean this this may be one of those things again i my full write-ups will be out tomorrow but this may be one of those things too where i switch it from the official like money line to maybe being first five under a certain total or something like that because granky in two games against minnesota at home he allowed a total of two earned runs in 10 innings so that's my look for my first look 
All right. Well, if you guys zoned out listening to David break down AL Central, I'm here to rescue that. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Cincinnati Reds. Um, two sixty-two and hundred teams from yeah. last year, <laughs> basement dwellers and <laughs> the NL Central. I'm going with the chalk play. I'm going with the Reds and Hunter Green on the mound. He's two and zero straight up as a favorite in his young career. It was his rookie season last year. I think he's a former number one overall pick from Sherman Oaks, California, up near my hood. Um, dude has an electric fastball, just amazing stuff. He really got it going at the end of last year. After August, at the end of last year, after August in 2022, he was 2-1 overall, but had a 0.62 ERA, 45 strikeouts, 7 walks, and 29 innings. Uh, Keller beat Green last year, 4-1 on September uh, 22nd, but um, Green outpitched Keller, had double the strikeouts, and he had no earned runs to Keller's one earned run. He ended up... The Reds ended up losing that game because um, Green gave up, I think, two unearned runs. Green's K percentage is 20% better than Keller's. Uh, K percentage versus the Pirates is 20% better than Keller's versus the Reds. Keller is terrible in April, 1-6 straight up for his career, 7-4-3 ERA, 1.82 whip. Um, this also feels kind of like a sucker play. The line is moving away from me, so I'm going to wait a little while. Uh, more money and more bets are coming into the Pirates, but I'll take Hunter Green and the Reds um, at home. I have one more look. How many do you got? I I always do three for outkick, so I have two more as well. Give it to me. What's up? All right, I'll I'll do this one real quick. Uh, we've already talked about Zach Galen and uh, Julio Urias. They're facing each other tomorrow night. I'm taking the under seven and a half in that game. Both of them are just really good pitchers. Both of them don't give up a lot of runs. Simple enough to me. <laughs> Easy peasy. I don't hate it. Um, I'm nervous about betting totals until I see how the rule changes look. But it's probably good advice. Um, I don't hate. I don't hate your angle there. You know how much I like Julio Urias. Don't have a lot on Zach Allen, but I know he's got some pretty good numbers. So yeah. um, my final look here is I'm I'm taking the Guardians since they're um, I picked to win the the. Um, the, the World Series, and they have their ace on the mound at the Seattle Mariners, Shane Bieber versus Luis Castillo. Uh, Bieber's 3-1 and one straight up as a short dog in his career, which is 120 or less. Um, he's the, in, the, the Guardians are allowing just 1.3 runs per nine innings in those four starts from Bieber. Castillo has been a slow starter. He's 5-6 and six in March and April with a 4.58 ERA, 1.35 whip in his career. Bieber has got a 37.3%, 37% K rate, excuse me, uh, versus active Mariner hitters. Castillo has got a 22% K rate versus active Guardians hitters. Um, it's kind of another easy peasy one. I just, Bieber's an ace and I'm high on the uh, Guardians this year. I like the Mariners too, but I'm willing to take the the even money pay, payout. It's plus 100 right now, so lock me in. Okay. Yeah, I, I, this one may change tomorrow, but uh, in terms of what I actually write up about, but this is the other look that I was thinking of is uh, Angels minus one and a half and minus one twenty. I just think the Athletics, who they're playing, are a terrible team. They're not going to do anything. They got Otani on the mound. He's been already pitching in the World Baseball Classic, pitching in big games. Uh, you'll have Trout there. You'll have 
Otani, you should, I think Rendon is back from injury. Um, so this is kind of the time to buy in on, on the Angels. So um, I'm, I'm going to take them on the run line. Uh, I also would just recommend, you know, don't be afraid of run lines to anybody listening out there because there aren't as many one-run games as you, you might think for baseball teams. Um, Angels do have Rendon in the projected starting lineup. They added Hunter Renfro and Gio Yershella, who I absolutely love. Pissed off the yeah. Yankees traded him for Josh Donaldson. All right, man. Well, that's good stuff. I got the uh, Guardians to win the World Series. I got the Guardians to win on opening day. <laughs> I'm a, it's you got a, your Guardians jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, it's a pro-Guardians podcast. Well, at least on yeah. my end here. You're pro White Sox for the AL Central. But thanks for joining me, dude. Um, we'll connect next week for some NBA. Um, sure. There's not a lot of NBA regular season action to get into, so we get to pivot to the playoffs, which I'm absolutely looking forward to. There should be less load management in the playoffs, but you never know. Maybe maybe James Harden needs game two off. We'll see. Yeah, well, who the hell knows anymore? Because teams that are fighting for playoffs are still like – resting players and i just don't get it but yeah whatever everyone saw the hornets beating the thunder last night though i'm sure so (laughs) yeah and the mavs twice in a row all right guys well best of luck with all your mlb futures and then opening day looks check us out at outkick.com backslash betting david troy is going to be dropping daily mlb picks um over there so will i you can follow me at jeffrey underscore clark David, why don't you read off your Twitter and 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 uh, places where people can find you? Sure. Yeah. So my Twitter is futureprez twenty twenty four, and then you can find me, like Jeff said, at outkick.com slash betting, and uh, I'll have baseball plays there every day, three three plays a day typically, and then um, you can find my NBA stuff at beatenthebookie.com. All right, homies. Until. The next time I give you picks, peace.